The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. And he began the accounting. A debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me. I will pay it back in full. Moved with compassion, the master, that servant, let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me, I'll pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgive you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you have not had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That was a tragic ending to the parable. But let's see what would happen if we gave it a little bit of a happy ending, shall we? So the king sees his servant who owes him a large amount of money, and he says to him, pay back what you owe. And the servant says to the king, oh, please, just give me a little bit more time, and I'll pay back the debt. And the king had compassion on him and threw away the entire loan. Well, naturally, the servant was so happy, he went out, And then he bumped into his neighbor who owed him just a fraction of what he owed the king. And the neighbor said to the servant, Oh, please, just give me just a little bit more time. Don't throw me in jail. And the servant said to the neighbor, I don't want your money. And the the neighbor says, Why? You don't want my money? He says, No, because I don't need your money. He says, Why don't you need your money? Because I don't have any debt. My debt is gone. Well, naturally, the neighbor was so happy to hear that he didn't have to pay back because he's no longer in debt. He goes to his friend's house and he knocks on the door and his friend answers the door and the friend says, can I help you? He says, yeah. He says, you, you don't have to pay me back. And the friend says, I don't have to pay you back. Why not? He says, I don't want it. He says, why don't you want it? Because I don't need it. Why don't you need it? Because my loan is gone. I don't have to pay back anything. And before you know it, the whole world is no longer saying, pay me back. 
Because now everybody in the world is saying, I forgive your debt. And I think that's what the parable means today. God wants to transform the world. But the only way he's going to transform the world is if we imitate the Lord. If we imitate our king. And oh, there's lots of opportunities to imitate the Lord. So I was stuck in traffic, not moving. There's a red light and some guy was trying to nose in in front of me. So I let him cut through. So he's in front of me and the light turns green and we're not moving because the guy in front of me is reading his text messages. And finally when he figures out that there's a green light, he bolts ahead and he just makes the green light and I get stuck. So as I'm waiting for the red light to turn green again, I'm thinking, you know, because that's what you do when you're waiting. You think, and you think, gee, it'd be really nice if he was paying attention. I let him nicely go and I could have been, I could have been ahead. But he says, I'll cut him a break. So anyway, it turns green and I go a little further and I stop because there's another red light. I'm stopped right behind the same guy. I didn't go anywhere anyway. Cut him a break. Another time I was just before, just after 9-11, I had a flight to Pittsburgh to go to uh, Steubenville with a vocation fair. And just before I went through security, I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. I used to go to Dunkin' Donuts back then and I got a bagel. So I take the bagel bag and I take it through the, the, the security and they look in the bagel bag and there's a plastic knife in it. Now why? Why would the, 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 the donuts guy put a plastic knife in the bagel bag right after 9-11? Well, anyway, they pulled me aside and they asked me all many questions and they let me on the flight, but they took the bagel bag and the bagel. So I'm sitting there waiting, you know, to get bored, and uh, I was thinking to myself, gee, it'd be really nice to have a bagel right now. <laughs> I cut him a break. So, ah, no problem. Because that's what I do. Another time I was sound asleep and I was on call for the hospitals and they called me and the nurse said, we need a priest, hurry. So I said, okay, well, I'll have to hurry. So I jumped out of bed and I got there as fast as I can and I went to the nurse that called me and I said, well, here I am, what can I do for you? He says, well, the doctor's actually having a procedure with the patient, so go in the waiting room and I'll get you. So I said to the nurse, how long is that going to be? Just 20 minutes, no more than a half an hour. So there I am in the waiting room, you know, you think, you know, that's what you do when you're waiting, you start to think. And this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, gee, it'd be really nice if I was still in bed now, and then they call me after the procedure. And I said, I'm not going there. I cut him a break. It's late. And the reason why I cut breaks is because of this reason. Because sometimes I picture myself go after I die. And after I die, this is what I picture. I picture that the pearly gates open up and then I go in and I see the beatific vision, which is really great. And then the seven choirs of angels are singing and then all the saints, they're clapping before my arrival coming in there. So I go over to St. Peter and I say to St. Peter, I said, how did I end up here? And St. Peter says, well, apparently God cut you a few breaks. And I said, well, why did God cut me? Well, why did he do that? He says, well, remember the time that you were in bed and they called you into the hospital? He said, hurry, hurry. And you get in the hospital and they put you in the waiting room and you waited for an hour and a half. And the nurse came back. You were very nice to her. I says, yeah, I was. Peter will say to me, she noticed. She noticed. And I know that to be true because 12 hours later, I was called back into the same hospital in the same unit, and there, and there was the same nurse that called me. 
And when I saw them, this is what the nurse said to me. She says, oh, I'm so glad it's you. You're the nicest priest. And I said to her, I said, well, uh, I said, uh, I, I said, you're just coming back on, on, uh, on duty? She said, no, no, I haven't, I haven't left. I'm, I'm still here. I haven't left. I said, oh, did you haven't left yet? You're still here from last night? And she says, well, I had to fill in for somebody else. I had a double shift. But that's okay. Because I love my job. And I said to her, so do I. Christ wants to transform the world. And he will. But the only way he is going to do that is if we imitate him. And that's our job. And it's a great job. Love your job.